Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we're back for another episode of Between Two Posts. And boy, oh boy, we are fired up. Uh, all-time grit guy, another Minnesota beauty, all the way from Forest Lake. Current goalie coach for the, the Ohio State University. And he's also an alum. It's Dusty Carlson. Dusty, how are you? Great, man. Thanks for having me on. Long-time listener, first-time caller. What's that? <laughs> Thanks for taking the time to shoot the shit with us. We appreciate it. Oh yeah, yeah. I've been bugging Moister a bit. Um, no, so. we needed it. We needed it. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure you're gonna air out some of my dirty laundry here today. Yeah. <laughs> there, there can't be that much that they don't know about already. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> like, um, yeah, Dusty and our open in, book. The group, in the group chat, Moiser's like, "Hey, Dusty keeps bugging me to to get on, but we can't have him on because it's just gonna make me look bad." So. He just trying to keep pushing you off. He was brushing you off. So did he show you the video I sent him? Yeah, yeah, that hot, hot, hot pizza <laughs> up the middle. Oh my god, I was just going over it because he told me I was doing this, so I was just checking out all the video that I had of him and stuff. And like that was the first clip I pulled up. I was like, I forgot about this. Just... Dude, I'll not, I'll never forget. Just senior night. I see a guy at the far blue. I'm like, oh yeah, it's my <laughs> night, baby. I didn't see I didn't see six foot six Willie Neerum fucking yeah, four got, checking right down the plate. Like how he, his goal celebration just like mocha. Just like <laughs> thanks, man. Like you, all right, that's it. And you know what? Funny, I don't you, I don't back down. Good. You were playing good up to that. You were playing really good too. I was like, all right, he's gonna get the dub. We're gonna get the win tonight. Well, no, it was funny because there's like a there. Literally, I made the same play in the third period, like that same play, just up yeah, the middle, over, this. over, over everyone's head. <laughs> oh man, really wanted it. That was great. I forgot about that till I pulled it up. First clip. Like... We'll have to get we'll have to get Painter to share the clip, Ab. Yeah, we can definitely do that. But you know what? At the end of the day, Moiser, you know, Dusty is a high risk, high reward guy. And that's just the way it goes yeah. when you put them in between the pipes, you know, shit's going to happen. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. You, you guys, you guys knew what you were signing up for when you put me in that night. You had no, you had no idea what I was going to do. I think I remember. No, I, I think I was, well, like well, I sit next to Lane LaBelle, our director of ops during the games. And I remember watching, like, I, it was a few minutes before that. I was just like, he looks good tonight. I was just, he was just like, no, this is awesome for him. Glad he's doing this. And then sure enough, like you did that. And I was like, well, that, you know, it was, it, we were like, that was expected. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. High risk, high reward. Love playing the puck. God. Yeah. That's how you get in the action. You just want to get in the mix, right? Oh yeah. I mean, now to try and soften that now with the guys they have Moist actually, you would love this. We play, so they do, puck touches like where they just pass to each other as a warm-up and then after that it's dobish and snowden versus me and riley full ice two on two <laughs> where is we, I, we, there's like there's some there's sometimes we go like four to five minutes like of the goalie session just playing two on two back and forth we got the like help we got the guys on the ice who are like you know just out there my shooters just cheering us on it's pretty funny but they love it no, I, there was a, I forgot what team it was, but I think there was a clip of like at a dev camp. Was it at a dev camp or was it like another college? Legit, it was just like four or five goalies playing like two on two cross ice. <laughs> oh, really? I don't, remember, I don't, I think it was at a dev camp or may, maybe even a training camp, but I, I, I want to say dev camp. But uh, yeah, same it. thing. <laughs> just two on two goalies only. Oh, yeah. We, me and Riley don't do too well. God. You want to talk about I a mean, good way to get the edges going, though, you know, like getting, oh, getting up get, and down, getting up and down is, is tough. Oh, you should see, like, number one, it's the fastest I've ever seen Snowden skate, period. <laughs> like, he's just trying to, like, back check and, you know, get breakaways. And same thing with Jakob, like, like just three strides and he's halfway down the ice. I'm like, oh, yeah. holy, Christ, like, what is this? Like, I got no gear on, too, and I'm getting beat by these kids. <laughs> That's great. Um. Well, Dusty, I got a couple of quick questions for you here just to kick us yeah. off. And I want to I want to learn a little bit more about you. Um, first question, a Buckeye, a Wolverine and a Spartan walk into the bar. Who's the most arrogant? Oh, God. I want to say the Wolverine. Every time, right? Every arrogant. time. Arrogant? Arrogant. Yeah, every time. Big time. Yeah, Big time yeah definitely. Time. 
every time. Uh, yeah, back in like the '80s, we were sick and we were winning football games, and God, we were unbeatable. Yeah. Well, I mean, just football. I mean, hockey still though is. When was the last off year? Honestly. That's true. Like, like yeah. I mean, it's always the same thing. I mean. I mean, granted, every time if you check, you know, even when you elite prospect and you check the next year, they always have another like 20 guys set up right out there. Like, just like, just bring them in and whoever doesn't make the cut, see you later. Yes, yeah. sir. <laughs> um, next question. If you could have played in hockey in any other era, and we're talking like 70s, 80s, even from the beginning of hockey, um, other than the one you grew up in, which era would that have been? Like as in playing college or pro? Yeah, playing playing in general, yeah. So like you could have played pro. I would have wanted to play college. I would. I wouldn't want to go that far back. I early nineties. Yeah. Early nineties. I would. I would want to be going to college in the early nineties because you know there was still like, was the recruiting process probably just like oh he made a sick save sign him up. Like you know what I mean. See the two bed stack on that guy. Yeah. Exactly. Contact info. Well, I was watching, like, I saw an Instagram recently or something, like, some video, and it showed, like, Cujo, and he was, like, it's when he went to, oh, where did, did he go to? Wisconsin. No, he went from St. Louis to Edmonton. Is that right? Yeah. It was the other way around. Is it the other way? Well, wherever he was before, then he went to the new team, and they show him, like, in develop in, like, camp before the season, and he's doing the skate saves, like, Full out skate save where you keep the you keep the stick edge right on your skate and stuff and like I was just like, oh I miss those times. It's like I'd I warm just... up with those some days. <laughs> yeah, you did. I got that was uh, Snowden still does them. Good, good <laughs> lasting legacy. God or pad stacks we do that, but yeah, early nineties for sure, just because the lack of accountability in goaltending where you just no one really knew what a good goal was. You know what I mean? Guy takes a ripper from the blue line and it goes in. You're just like, they're just like, Oh, great shot by him. Like even though it's just like, they want that to track is true. That. that is true. Like I've, and I don't know necessarily if it's, if it's coaches know more or management knows more or if analytics, but like now it's like, Oh, that goal, like, you know, sh- that goal is like a, not expect what it what is it like saves or goals oh, unexpected or whatever, or whatever. Yeah, like they i don't i forgot exactly what the stat is but like now they have like percentages from like every spot yeah. on the ice like how likely it is for a goal to go in where back in the day it was just like probably straight up the eyeball test it literally was and now it, yeah now they have all this like exactly it's analytics and them just being like hey that was like I don't, it's got to be coaching and just how it's developed and stuff. And, you know, management, just goalies getting better in general and this position being taken more seriously where they're like, yeah, that shouldn't go in. Like, you know what I mean? Like the example, which is like a slap shot from the blue line or something or like outside the circle and it like, like it goes in like, oh, that's what a great shot. It's like, well, like maybe just get in front of it. Like, so But yeah, early '90s where there's a lack of accountability, and you could just, you know, like you let in a, you let in four goals on thirty shots. Yeah, good game, great game. <laughs> Kept a minute. That would be the best. Yeah. That tees up another question, though, Dusty. Do you think analytics is uh, not like what baseball is going through? But do you think analytics is kind of hurting goaltending, or maybe having too much of an effect? Because some of the guys we talk to talk about how like guys are goalies are they're training to make like you know be set up to be a like in a box goalie right like we're gonna play xyz style this is it they're losing the athleticism the read the natural like you said in the 90s goaltending like just like feeling out a game right like this is sometimes you just got to throw a jam or like sometimes you got to go into vh and then you throw in a poke check like you gotta like just live off of uh uh intuition rather than okay he's coming down like I got a ninety percent chance of making a save if I drop into a reverse, or you know yeah. he's a left-handed shot. He's walking here. Yeah, like I mean, those are goaltending, right? Correct. Like I mean, those are things you need to be able to learn and stuff on the. You know, like is he on his forehand? Is he on his backhand? Left, lefty, righty, kind of thing. And but yeah, like I mean, I'll 
watch like we get instead obviously so i'll check on that when like looking at recruits and stuff but i mean there's not too much like you know there's not too much stuff i put into it and when i mean moisture can attribute like what i coach like i didn't really care what you did necessarily like i wanted us to be able to use everything vh rvh and overlap not the panda <laughs> um I remember listening to that episode. I called Moisture right away. I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, all this. But again, but you know, like the percentages and stuff. And it's, yeah, you're, it's about reading the play and everything and using what you got. I mean, I got like Jakob Dobish, like he's huge. He knows like when they get to a certain point, they can't put it through him or around him. He's just too big. So he, he just knows like, I'm going to go down and track and basically, if it's within here, I'm throwing a stick at it and trying to knock it away, or like I'm going to be able to control and collect and look for rebounds. And then I got like right now, Riley Herbs. He's not the biggest guy in the world, but he knows like he's got to wait that out longer, but he's got the quickness to make up for it. But yeah, like you said, like there's a lot of, a lot of stuff, like when all the Instagram stuff I've watched or, you know, you see on whatever, and then TikTok, you all see what is it like? the foot drills was always an RVH and stuff. And I'm, I'm just like, you really shouldn't be in that position for more than let's say 2% of the game, even less than like 1% of the game. Like you're really in that spot where you should be doing it necessarily. You know what I mean? And it, it's just hard to watch that stuff where you're like, come on, like how about we just work on skating, standing up and getting from A to B as fast as can, as fast as we can and stuff. Like, I know you got to work on it, but that's like, all i see now yeah so well yeah, that would I mean, uh, to your point like i think analytics with the whole like like yeah 90 percent. if i just go down here it's just like what well, what what do you see his speed coming or like is there a trailer does he is there any danger on the backside like what's your read here what's your thought process that's yeah so it, it, it's getting away from i like how you put it like just goaltending like yeah. what your job was was reading the play having a feel um i think you bring up well i mean there's not there's a point i guess with reverse and you talk about like one percent two percent like i'd love to really break down like you take a 60 minute game and say okay how many times should we have been in like like on the goal line we're we're in our reverse or the guys driving in low there and you got to get in that spot because i think the thing is with goalie coaches and what you see on tiktok instagram stuff like the reverse looks cool and yeah, you're getting your views and you're getting your name out there. But every time you're working on a kid with that, they become more comfortable. The reverse becomes like this pacifier of like in game guy walks into the hash marks on the yep. wall. And it's like my first instincts go down. Well, that's where you give up those shots. He's far enough away where he's going to pick the corner. And if you give up your feet, like you got like, there's so many different things that you put yourself in a bad spot where it's really one, 2% of your game that like, yeah. Like, so i think that's oh i mean and and those goals now those goals like when they're in if you're an rvh and you give up a goal yeah i mean every head coach and assistant coach is going what the fuck they lose their mind immediately like as a goalie coach i understand why we're doing it and stuff and why why goalies do it and stuff but they're just like why not stand up or they just yeah. lose their mind and it's and an instant killer and players too they're go you know they're just like why would you let that in? Like, so it, it's kind of like morale killer. Yeah. Well, Ev, I, Ev, I thought you brought up a good point. Dusty, I think could attest to this. When I got in my freshman year, like, and I don't think this was necessarily like anything that had to do with Spearsy or Larry, like working with them. I think it was just, I think when I got in my freshman year, the RVH was like a pass. I think you called it like a pacifier. I thought that yeah, was like a good adjective. Like, like I like that was like my pacifier. I was just so comfortable because I spent so much time working on because when I like that came into that came into play like probably my you know U18 year, like first year junior, maybe yeah, that a, like yeah. that RVH like came in. So that was like a big thing like everyone was working on because it was new, you know, like like oh, there's this new thing, like let's get comfortable with it, let's learn it. And I think like just naturally by spending so much time learning something new, I almost got so comfortable, like in that position, like you said, pacifying that I like, I mean, and Dusty could tell you my freshman year, anytime I could be in the RVH, I was in the RVH. And live I, for I mean, it. Live yeah. for it. 
Like it was basically like, Hey, look what I can do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, you got to practice it, you know what I mean? Cause it was a new thing, but like it was, it needed to be practiced. So everyone got super comfortable with it, but the comfortability with it is where like you you're working into like an overlap and then boom, you've hit the target right away. It's just that knowing where you are with the net behind you, where that post is, how you're going to get your leg in slide into it and whether what kind of attack angle you want with your anchor like 45 90 like super far out so like that's where you needed to get the comfortability with it but it was like once it's game time and gameplay it's like okay like i got this dialed for the you know one percent time i'm gonna have to use it i really hope somebody doesn't actually look up the time and actually be like it's like 10 percent, man like come on but anyways, you um, guys are morons. It's five yeah, to 10%. What? Like, like, are you stupid? So, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, the funny thing too is my favorite goalie is Vasilevsky and he lives in it. Yep. Oh, yeah. He, like, he just lives in it. And I just, I just watch him like, I love you, bud, but I wish you'd just stay on your feet. Like, there's just no point when you're down there. It's like, like I said, it's like, look what I can do. Like, yeah. Like I can RVH and edge out and all this stuff, but I mean, I under understand like you got to work on it and stuff, but there's a lot more other things like maybe catching a puck or, you know, tracking rebounds, like just making, making a pass play up, not through the slot and turning it over for, <laughs> maybe, for an empty netter goal. And then you your just... options when you get the puck. <laughs> I got a guy on the strong side up the boards right now, or there's this guy way over there. Right. <laughs> Hey, um, chicks, chicks dig the long ball, man. Yeah. Oh my God. You should, I got to get it. I got you got to get the other clip I had of you when you were playing Michigan. Cause your hair was like past your shoulders and you made, and you make like a save going across and you can see it like flowing behind you. <laughs> just like, uh, it's just like, this is perfect. Um, But no, like that's the, I, the, the other thing I'm dealing with let's say 10, 11, 12, and then a 13 year old. And like, I don't work on with them. Not that, you know, I'm chasing to be a big time goalie coach or anything, but when I do get on the ice with them, I never work on reverse outside of the fact that like, okay, I want you comfortable getting in and out of it. The only time you read this is if a guy's driving in and you want to be comfy on the post and you don't want to get caught where like, you know, as young kids, they don't know. And they're <laughs> like, you can see it where they're like, Oh my God, he's coming. <laughs> what do I do? And make a decision. Yeah. But like, all of it's just skating edge work, learn how to work on out on top of your crease, find your depth and stuff yep. like that. And I'd rather you didn't start working on your reverse like perfectly when you're 10, 11, because if you continue to, to do that till you're 18, your hips are going to be shot and you're going to be like Moiser oh, when they call yeah. you for Cleveland. And he goes, boys, <laughs> boys, the hips are hurting today. <laughs> I mean, uh, so I haven't seen a lot of youth lately, at least at that age. I mean, when you think about it, it's like how many players coming in right there, really want to shoot that shot yep. or take that shot like that bad angle shot they mostly are going to try and go around the net and create and get towards the middle of the ice so there's it's just like how many players at that age really want to like take a bad angle shot now i understand like the idea of it like you watch penn state it's like throw it right there because goal it's super hard to control that rebound you're just yep. throwing it into chaos and like you're probably going to get an opportunity but at kids that age like do they really want to take that shot or is it like basically just hold, hold your feet and stuff because they're definitely trying to get to the middle or something. Again, I haven't seen much use. So again, it's, and we got a 10 year old. So if they go RVH, the entire top of the net's like wide open essentially. Yeah. Yeah. So. so it's just one of those things where it's like, okay, like here's a toolbox thing, but like, just try not to use this, you know, like go to overlap, yeah. do anything. <laughs> Do anything else. Do anything else. Please, anything else besides this. But, but I mean, yeah, just working on all their skating. I mean, skating is the biggest thing. Like, if you can just get from A to B as fast as possible, staying up and be able to move while in motion or make a save selection in motion, like, you're already ahead of the game. Yep. Um, last uh, personality question here for you, Dusty. Uh, you're, you're a man of Minnesota, um, and you've been in Ohio now for – uh, a lot. What is it? Six six years at OSU as a coach, but you've been outside yep. of Minnesota now for a long time. But they always call yeah. it Minnesota nice. Is that is that a bullshit thing to say now? Oh, as in like we're all like polite. I think it's moved over to Wisconsin. Honestly, really? I think so. I mean, 
I actually was just back home in December, see my family, but it was pretty much the same. It was like, oh, sorry. Like, oh, yeah. excuse me. Like, like, oh, let me, I got it for you. No, no, no. Go on, go on, go through. Like, it's like, it's like, this is a lot different than where I am right now. So I guess it still holds true, but there's like, we have a buddy here who's actually from Wisconsin and it is like, just like, oh, hey, but like, no, I got him for you. Like, what do you need? Like, like anything, like, oh, my skate broke. Oh, I got you. Like, let me fix that for you. Like, like that Charlie you, Bear, that Charlie Bear. Yeah, guy. he sounds just like him too. The like, Man- Manitowoc Minute or whatever it's called. Yeah, he sounds just like him. But yeah, Minnesota nice. I think it's still a thing for sure. It, they're they're kind of they're trying to drive it out of me here in Columbus, but I still do my best to be polite as often as possible. Because the thing though about being you know Minnesota and Midwestern nice is there's so much passive aggressiveness behind it too. <laughs> yeah, no oh, one's 100%. ever really that nice. No, correct. Oh, there there's a battle going on in my head. You know what I mean? Where it's just like, <laughs> hey, no, I got the door. I wasn't trying to leave. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, have a good one. Okay, like yeah. I do it. I do it a lot. My fiance actually absolutely hates when I do it. She's just like, it's just like, oh no, Let's you go, move on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, exactly. Man. Well, uh, yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, I just think uh, a lot of people talk about Minnesota nice, but then we hear stories at work about parents losing their mind about stuff, and uh, you know, classic <laughs> hockey parents well, and things like yeah, that. So yeah, I mean, that's that's you know, that's where the that's when the wires cross, you know what I mean? <laughs> At the time watching their kids play, that's when the wires cross and <laughs> then the glove come off. Exactly. You oh, got to come unglued yeah. every once in a while. Um, Dusty, uh, you had a couple beautiful years in uh, the North American Hockey League, and this was 05, 06, 06, 07. Yep. Which compared to the Nall today, I know was a slightly different place. Um but <laughs> uh you got any fun memories from uh either alexandria or from the blizzard yeah i mean yeah to both years there i thought it was well when i made it because i played junior b the year before yep with uh which is well it was the central states now part of the na3 in peoria and i remember when i made the blizzard it was just like that was like my like ultimate highlight like junior a baby like I was all jacked up, like I did it. We're here, <laughs> and then I forgot the next mountain I had to climb. It was just like, oh yeah, I still want to play D one hockey. So now let's let's try and figure that out. But Alexandria was actually pretty good, as in like, I mean, our locker room was big. We had sticks. Like somebody did the laundry and everything. Like I thought it was it was a pretty good ran organization, honestly. For the NA, I like heard some other rumblings about other places. Nothing can really recall but we were i mean we were handled pretty well i mean the only story i remember is kind of so my 0506 we ran three goalies oh. is the head coach oh yeah we went you played so if you played friday then you were off saturday and then the next weekend you backed up friday and then played saturday and then the next weekend you didn't play friday and you backed up saturday we went on this, we did it the entire year, essentially. So our head coach was a new head coach. And I don't really think he just had the stomach at the start to basically boot anybody off or anything. Like, I don't think we made one trade. I think we sent down maybe two guys to like junior B, but beyond that, like we would bring guys in and then they were there the rest of the year. Um, but anyways, so after that year, I, um, I was doing like the open tryouts for the USHL because everyone came to Minnesota, but it was, it's like 120 bucks for a practice and then three scrimmages. So like, I was just, that was my training. Like, you know what I mean? Like high end training for 120 bucks, you know, three games practice. Never thought I'd make a team. I went to Waterloo's and sure enough, PK O'Hanley, I don't believe he's there anymore, but he called me up to the office or whatever. And he's just like, Hey, just so you know, we added you our protected list. Uh, go see these guys for gear and numbers and all that. I was like, why? <laughs> He's just like, you've made the team for now. I was like, oh, it's like, okay. And I ordered all my gear. Anyways, uh, their main camp, they were having a main camp. I guess all the other teams basically at that time, their teams were set. But Waterloo was the one that still had a main camp. But they assured me I was going to be on the team. 
it coincided with Alexandria's main camp. Okay. So like I had to tell him like, Hey, and I'm pretty sure our head coach and Alexandria wasn't fond of me. Not sure why necessarily. I was very, well, fairness, I was pretty vocal, probably like Moist, where if you did a stupid play, I let you know about it. <laughs> you know, the, the double backdoor pass. Yeah. That was a big, that was a big, come on, bud. Um, but anyways, he was just like, yeah, all right, well, good luck and whatnot. So I went to Waterloo's main camp and they had brought in this guy, I guess they had wanted, who wasn't going to come from Canada, but he decided to do it last second. So I had to compete with him. Had a great camp, but it's going to be hard when he gave up, I think he gave up one goal the entire camp, That's like good. in the games. Like he played also, his name was Ryan Rondo, went to Yale. Uh, but I remember that camp, I was just like, this guy is relentless, like just doesn't give anything up. So sure enough, they cut me. And I was just like scrambling, like, crap, where am I going to go? Like, what am I going to do? Alexandria had their tryout. And after the tryout, so my billets were the party billets. They were, you know, the cool parents. Cool oh, billet yeah. parents. Oh, so we yeah. had, yeah, we had all the parties at me and my guys they're great people um they you know were young kids but i think they were pretty smart about it you had to give your keys up you know what i mean they wouldn't let guys drive home or anything so they were it's not supposed to happen but you know what i mean it happens anyways so after the <laughs> camp i heard they had a big party and all the guys are having a good time like they just made the team hey this is our team boys blah blah and i guess at one point they were getting pretty rowdy, which is funny because the nearest neighbor is not that close. So they must have been really loud. And uh one point, the goalie who made the team went outside to relieve himself. And I guess the story was like he's like going and somebody's shining a flashlight on him. And he's like, oh, F off. Like, what are you doing? Like, oh, you want to see it? And like, turn it around and keeps going. And then they're like, like, sir, please show us your hands, blah, blah, blah. And he's just like, fuck, yeah, F you. Like, see, get out of here. They're like, and like, I guess he thought he didn't, thought it was one of his guys, went up and pushed him. The guy with the flashlight. And then they start to run after him and he dodges one, I guess, it keeps going or something and gets tased. Oh. So it was the cop. <laughs> they had called, somebody had called in, like, you know, a, what is it? Disturbance, disturbing you know? the police or, or, uh, yeah, or, or, yeah. or noise complaint or whatever. So yep. this is what I remember. Maybe I'm wrong about this, but anyways, well, he got taken to jail for, you know, into public intoxication. And I think it, one of the original charges was like assaulting a police officer. <laughs> <laughs> so I hear the story through, you know, through all the guys and stuff like, yeah, man, I don't know what they're going to do. I immediately call the assistant coach and I go, and I'm like, cause I hear this and I call him and I go, Hey, you need a goalie now? <laughs> he, calls, he goes, it's silent for like five seconds. He's like, let me calm down the head coach and I'll call you back. And sure enough, like five hours later, he calls me back. Yeah. We'll see you at, uh, we'll see you first day at camp. <laughs> hey, there we go. So that's how I got back to Alexandria the second year. And I showed up with a Mohawk. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Sometimes things just happen to work out. Like, you're going to cut that off. Right. And I was just like, yeah, we'll see about that. So that's but great. Didn't have any like crazy, like any like weird travel stories. We, we, but we got treated well, nothing crazy. Yeah. No outrageous fights or yeah, nothing. You never had to repair the bus on your own. No, we didn't have that. I've heard of that stuff or push it or something. Yeah, we didn't have any of that. Never broke down. You know, we stayed at hotels and stuff, and it was only two to a room. I thought that was pretty sweet. You're big time. That was big time. Yeah, I've heard of other guys who were like, can we get two cots in here? Like they were doing four to a room and stuff. I was like, wow. Yeah, but yeah, we never uh, had anything crazy. League of Opportunity. Um, back when you were doing those camps, Dusty, when you got on the ice for, you know, camps and your practice, were there a thousand kids on the ice like there are today? Uh, not in the USHL. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> USHL was, you know, they kept it. I think there was like four teams yeah. and two, two goalies on a team. Essentially. I think they only had eight guys, eight to 
maybe like 12 where some teams had three. I'd be on the team with three. I knew my spot. I knew, I knew what I was there. <laughs> um, well, like, cause one of the camps was Sioux Falls. I didn't give up a single goal the entire camp. Oh yeah. Didn't even make the, didn't make the all-star camp. <laughs> the coach was like, well, well, his son was Eric Hartzell who was there. Okay. Played for Quinnipiac and everything. Yep. I think he won. Didn't he Clark play Cup for the Penguins? Or in their system? I think he he got signed by them at least. I did he get in a game or he got in, in some games, didn't he? Maybe. I know he was signed with Pittsburgh, but he was he was the underager. And then they had Matt Lundin, who started with Maine and then was gonna transfer. So he went back to you know juniors, which was gonna be Sioux Falls. So the head coach is like well, we got Matt Lundin, who I was just like, yeah, I know who he is. Like, I know I'm not making the team. He says, like, all right, as long as we're we're clear on that. I was like, yep, we're good. But, but yeah, I had those two guys. However, I did – so my first camp ever was Billings Bulls because they always came to Minnesota, and I did an open camp. Oh, there was more than 100 kids there, man. There was, like <laughs> – they had six teams of, like, 30 kids. For this open camp, sixteen like I the benches like you would see and like the goalies couldn't sit on the bench and there's three goalies per team. We had to sit in the penalty box, so you'd have two goalies on each side in the penalty box. So four goalies are in the penalty box, and you would switch every. You would watch the clock and like when it was a certain amount of time, that's when you went in. So you'd split the the time like that. And it was on the fly because you wanted to get your minutes and you would just like wait for him to go by and jump on. And the other guy would kind of like hanker off like, all right. But yeah, they had like, it was unbelievable. And this coach was just like, you know, he was just like, Hey, these are, here's the list. If you want to talk to me, like I'll talk to everybody, if whoever wants to. And there was a line like around the rink, like twice to like, oh, yeah. you know, like for guys to hear what the coach said. He didn't even know who I was. Like, I'm pretty confident. He was just like, oh, yeah, we like he was like I told him my name and stuff. And he started to talk about me or talk to me about my game or whatever. And I was just like, you have the wrong kid. It's just like I was just like, what color pads start, did you think I had a forward to me right now? Yeah, it's just like, like, oh, no, 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 I'm not on defense, sir. Sort of. I'm goalie. Oh, my bad. And then um. I did the Billings camp the following year too, just because this year they did that year they did a goalie camp and to Everett, yeah, they had about you ever do Rick Hines Everett? Mm-mm. Never did a Rick Hines camp? No. What about John Elkin? Nope. No? Crap. Well, you remember regular goalie camp where they had like it was packed and they had like three stations on the boards, one at the ends, three there, and then like two in the middle. Yeah. What is that? Three, ten stations. Yeah. So they had that going, and there was five goalies a group. They have fifty goalies out there for like, and this was so they had their it was goalie camp followed by open camp followed by main camp. Yep. One yeah. weekend, like yeah. one week. That's how they did it. In the goalie camp, I was just like, I was just buying ice time essentially. You know what I mean? Like just working on stuff, high competition. I actually made from the, I made whatever, made the open camp from the goalie camp. Mm-hmm. And they only had from the 50, they were returning and they had tendered. I think it was a tender back then. They had three guys. So from the open camp, I made like one of, I don't know. I think there was like seven spots. So they took 10 goalies to open camp. And they already had three. So I made one of the seven. I was pretty happy. Actually, funny, funny story. Guy who was the other guy who I became friends with at this camp at the time, Pat Nagel. No way. Yeah, he was at the camp with me. Pat is a beauty. He was on, he was on the, we were on a team together. I don't know if he remembers me or not. I just remember him because later, years later, when I heard his name, I was like, that kid was at Billings camp and we both got cut. (laughs) And then we both, he made it extremely far. And I thought I did pretty good for myself. So suck at Billings. But like <laughs> we made it from there. And then um yeah, I think I got we both got cut before main camp or whatever, the all-star game or whatnot. They like they didn't take us. But 
Yeah, I remember that. 50 goalies were out there. I was just like, I think I did one for Wasilla when they were still around, Wasilla Spirit or something. They had like 40 there. And like looking back, when I remember you talking about, I think the last podcast is just like, like who's watching this? Like, how are you? How are you at all? Like, and then, you know, I grew up and I was like, oh, it's for money. It's it's just a money maker. It's just like, well, that's the thing for Billings. If you made that team, like, life's got to be pretty sweet because the amount of money they made off of goalies camps and all that kind of shit. Oh my god! Open skates. All those kids that didn't have a shot that got called. Oh, yeah, I would like to come see you skate. Give us three hundred bucks and we'll get you like three days worth of ice and stuff. And yeah. <laughs> Oh, I mean, bet well nowadays, like you have to call a coach or whatever and get that set up. And they're like, "Oh yeah, we we saw you." Like you said back then, it was just like posted on the website. All you did was mail in your check, and you had a spot. And then you just showed up. My name's blah blah. Actually, the first one I went to, where they had like the six teams of whatever, of thirty kids. I didn't even. I just went there, and I was just like, "Yeah, can I register for camp?" They're like, "Did you already register?" I was like, "Nope." They're like, "All right, just fill this out." Yeah, I was, is your cash great? I was a walk-in. Yeah, good. <laughs> I was I was a walk-in. They were just like, yeah, sure, just sign up. Yeah. They just handed me a piece of paper. I just wrote it out. They're like, all right, it'll be, I think it was a hundred dollars. And I had a check. My dad gave me. I was like, yeah, here you go. They're like, all right. And they're like, your number, here's your penny. They didn't even have jerseys, they had pennies. Yeah, you know, the over pullovers. the jersey. Yeah, yeah. the pullover. So I remember that. I didn't even remember register. They're just like, hey. Yeah, sure. Come on out. It's like, all right. Hop on with us. You know what? Have a rip. Have a rip, kid. <laughs> um, so you had some time with the uh, you know, lovely Sean Romeo, uh Tommy oh, yeah. Napier. Um, but one of the most historic goalies from the Ohio State University, Evan Moyes. Uh, we need some background on that. What was that like? Did you guys work on the screaming thing together? Were you kind of working <laughs> yes. on getting him louder? Oh my god, or it was how did that come about? <laughs> oh, I don't even, yeah, what did you, I just, when did you start doing it? It wasn't your freshman year. Oh yeah, it was. It was freshman year? It was that early? Yeah, that video, that video is from Frozen Fort. Actually that, I, I was warming up that my is your freshman in the year. locker room behind Everett, actually, for that one video. <laughs> I, re- I don't, you just, I remember we were, I was upstairs, way up top, you know, sitting in the press box with our director of ops watching and this occasionally like you just hear like a, you're like what is that like and then finally i i don't know why i finally saw it but it's like moist like halfway over the board just like <laughs> and i would run down between periods actually no romeo i didn't talk to he didn't like to be talked to in between periods um so that one i remember it was after one of the games and our head coach Rawls goes like, what is he doing? It's just like, he's just trying to, he's trying to do his part. <laughs> it's like, it's like he's screaming at him. I was like, yeah, he's trying to psych him out, like get him off the puck. And he's just like, I don't know about that. And I was just like, yeah, just let him, you know, he's let him do it until it, you know, till it really causes anything. And I think it was actually our assistant coach still uh bits was just like, I guess one game. Yeah. Mo- Moiser was going hard. I forget who it was, but it was like, we're talking like every guy, it, we, they didn't even have to have the puck. It was like anyone from the other team came by. He's just, ah, ah. and bits is like, Dusty, you guys tell him to stop. Like I can't even coach with this going on. Like, I was just like, didn't we have a conversation once? I was like, you get two a period or something. Oh like yeah. That. Oh yeah. I was like, I was like, pick your spots because you only get two a period now. And he's like, Moise was pissed too when I first told him. He's like, why, man? I got to do something. I was just like, well, you know, like when Dude. when when bits and rolls and at the time killer are trying to drop a play and all they hear is ah, they don't. They're like, they're getting spooked, man. Like, I literally, uh, I, you know, in my in my defense. When it came down to like actually running my mouth and chirping guys, I I probably put myself up against just about anyone. And yeah, I, I literally yeah. I literally drew a penalty on the bench. I had a guy slash me while I was on the bench. Yep. Hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Oh no, he did. Like he was 
He was a nuisance. Didn't Tony Granado yell at you or something? I had I had I had Tony Granado in my he face jumped in Wisconsin. Off, he jumped off his bench perch and came down over the boards around the <laughs> around the press box thing to yell at Moise. I was just like, good for you. I was like, way to be the bigger guy, Tony. That away by like yelling at my goalie for it. Like, oh yeah. It was I, – I didn't mind it, but, yeah, I, I guess it got to a point where it was too big of a distraction for our coaching staff to accurately coach. So it was like, all right, you're two – I remember going in, I was like, all right, I told him he could do two a period. Is that okay? And they are just like, sure. <laughs> oh, that was great. And then, uh, yeah, your chirping, though, I heard was – yeah, it was pretty good. Probably can't repeat much of it, but, I'm, yeah, I heard it was pretty top-notch. Especially because Moisture was, if if he didn't have a comeback or anything, he was just like, "I'm on the bench. Like, what are you going to tell me? Like, like you're just wasting your third, time. Yeah, you're wasting your breath on me, bud. Like, oh, that was great. I loved it. He always left an impact on the game. That's what Evan Moyes was remembered. That's what he for. wanted to do. And I I understood it. You know what I mean? It's it's tough when you have to be in that position where you know like your chances of getting in are slim. You know what I mean? So you just want to be part of the, you know, part of the process at it, any capacity. Yeah. As any capacity you can. I mean, I mean, to, and to Moiser's, you know, credit. I mean, obviously, did you see that? Did he show you the video when he came in the locker room to do the pregame speech? Oh, yes. you want to, you're talking about the electric factory. Holy hell. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, to, and to Moiser's credit, he'd been gone a year and all these guys see him come in and like, that's what kind of teammate Moiser was. You know what I mean? Boys loved him. Boys loved him. Like they lost their minds. So, you know what I mean? So, I mean, he was a part of it off the ice as well as on, but to be on the ice, like he found a way to, <laughs> to do something while what the game was going. I had to bring some of the null South with me. Was that an all south thing? Just screaming at guys. Just Wichita. being an idiot. Tony Cretali teach you that one? Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. Dusty, you got any other good stories about Moiser that we can uh, unearth here and let uh, let the listeners know? <laughs> I don't because at this point, I, every time he like we have somebody different on, he's always got a story. He's like, "Oh, I used to do this back then," and everyone's kind of just learning. Like, "Oh man, he was." Fucking every once in a while, Moise would come unglued and do some wild shit. Oh, he would come on, like, he would come unglued and practice quite. I don't know. You got, it was frequent. I was, a, well, I mean, I was the worst fucking player on the team. What do you think? No, you happen? were not the worst player on the team. Okay. Freshman year. Yeah. We had to, we had to work on some things and you did by sophomore, by junior year, you were, you probably could have played in a lot of other teams if you wanted. Um, but yeah, coming unglued in practices, yeah, that was. I remember one time, I um, it was it was at the ice rink. You remember this? I think it was your senior year, and I think I had to get a. So I mean, I work. I don't know if he told you ever, but I I have to work like a, I work a nine to five job or whatever. Yeah. You know oh I mean? yeah. Yeah. So like occasionally in practice, like I have to hop off and deal with a customer or take a phone call or something. And I think I got up and came back on and Moise comes over and like just shaking, like just visually shaking in, in his With voice, violent I, rage. <laughs> oh my, like, and it was about, I don't care if the guy hears, if it was about, he's like, Dusty, if Joey Dunlop comes down again and, and like, he just does this, I'm going to kill him. I'm literally going to ask this like. I was just like, okay, let's let's calm down a minute, <laughs> like and like just kept shaking for like. I think I had to give him a hug. I started to hug him, like, hey, it, it's all right, like it, it's okay, dude. Well, I mean, like, and that well, that's just Dunner. Dunner. Dunner goes around fucking mil- Dunner's the fastest fucking player I've ever seen. The kid skates yeah, a million miles an hour. And like, I, I don't remember. I I remember this. I don't remember why I was so fucking pissed off, but he just kept. <laughs> driving the net and i was like dude you're gonna lose an edge and fucking kill me one of these times and he literally probably did it like seven times in a row and i I don't know why i was just so mad like i i would genuinely i think sometimes i just wake up and i choose violence especially (laughs) like i don't know dude if it started early you can see it in practice too it was just like if the first like first like one or two or first two or three went in it was just like 
this is gonna be a rough one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God! Remember the uh, oh, what was the oh yeah? You guys, it it actually melded you three together. Moise, Romer, and Tommy became one, and it was because of Monday practices. We would do like pretty much the first five drills are two on o, three on o, four on o, five on o, like. And when the and it's like go until you score kind of thing, like battle it out. And her head coach after every goal starts banging the glass, like out of way, boys, out of way, boys. And these oh, three dude. guys are like are like losing their minds, like slamming sticks against the glass and like punching shit. I was just but like, like, and then every time they would make a save, if one of them like like covered the puck so they couldn't play it out anymore, the other two goalies are banging their sticks on the glass, like. <laughs> Like basically giving it back to our head coach, like yeah, yeah, five on zero, like screw you guys. It's great, dude. No, that was uh, that was like, uh, I just remember those drills because that I'd always get the most reps and like the most work on Mondays because I literally told Napes and Rome where I was just like, boys, like, I I was like I was like a like a soldier going off to war. I was just like, boys, let me take care, <laughs> let me take care of this. Oh, one today. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, Ro- Romer was like, I mean, and I mean, Dusty can, Dusty can attest to this. Romer was like in practice. He was like the ultimate competitor, like the ultimate warrior, yeah. like wanted every rep. Like he worked his fucking bag off. And like a lot of times, like Ro- Romer just, he got every, like literally he would take every rep from the start of practice to the end of practice. But Mondays was the one day that that was not true because he'd, <laughs> Yeah, he, he had no problem letting me take a few of those because Mondays were yeah, just not days. Just like, hey, buddy, you're gonna lay in the trench. You're gonna take these. I'm gonna sit. I'm gonna sit in the trenches. You you go down, go down Broadway for me. Yeah, he was. Yeah, and he was well because he knew he would. He knew what was coming, and he knew he would try and compete and just get pissed off. That's why he were. Yeah. Tommy was a little more nonchalant about it, but. Oh, you don't say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, correct. Yeah. Well, now I got now I got Jakob and Snowden, who definitely it's more like if you pass it back door once, they just quit. They, like, and it's not not like quit, but you know, just like that's not going to happen in a game. Screw you guys, kind of thing. So, and then you have well, like Riley. Riley's like there's Riley's like moist and uh, Romer, but with no anger issues. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it's kind of shocking. It's kind of funny because I remember they were doing a five on Odro, and they like guy get it. Guy was driving, dropped it, pass across, pass pass across again, and love Riley. And he comes up to me like, "Hey, coach, what do you think I need to do on that one?" I was like, "What do you mean?" It's like it's like it's like they passed it that way, passed it there, passed it back. Like we, it's just like close your eyes and pray i don't know what do you want like like don't worry about those but don't worry about those so if those ever happen a game rouse just you can you can step out of the net if they ever let up a five on oh you can just you know leave it's fine how about flip so right yeah knocked in that off exactly how about riley's first game um i forget who was it i think it was bentley or somebody we were, we were crushing somebody but we decided to put Riley and you know like hey bud like get me work your yeah give you some time like obviously you've worked your bag off here you go his first shot on net was a two on one backdoor one tee this kid just rips it in on him like first shot in college hockey and I'm up top going ooh that hurts and then he didn't get another shot for like four minutes and I'm just like please give him one shot on net like let's get the save percentage at least at fifty or something like. But his first one too, and like to the kids, like credit, like we came in after the game. Of course, our head coach gave him the game puck, you know, like first first touch on the ice ever. And his speech, you know, you give a speech after you get the game puck or whatever. He goes, "Hey guys, I'll have that one next time." I was like, "What are you talking?" <laughs> like, it's like I was like, "That's you're not. No one's stopping that. I don't care." Like, like it was like a perfect like right on the back heel, like one t like. Pretty close to bar town, but he's like, I'll have that Slam next time. Go. Home. Yeah. So gotta love but it. Yeah, stories about moisture. I don't really have too many necessarily that I haven't heard on here. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like, too. Um oh yeah. It was was that game this season? Dusty? Yes. 
Yeah, because yeah, his elite prospect show. <laughs> yeah, one, yeah, yeah. One GP a ten a ten point six and a point seven five. So yeah, there he goes. She goes. <laughs> oh they, man, they got some more shots than him. He, he settled in, finished fine. But yeah, the first one like two on one, and obviously our, whoever the D was was probably like, yeah, I'm not going to try and block this or really do anything because we're winning. I think we're up by six. Six or yeah, exactly. So I'm stupid. Yeah. Well, that's dude. But I honestly like right. Like at the end of the day, I would rather my that sounds a lot more fun than my first touches. I went in like halfway through the game. We're getting shellacked by Bowling Green. Bowling like eight Green, to, eight to two, and just like oh, we. I mean that and you that like the first shot though. You stopped the first. Oh shot. yeah, I I did I did all right, but did you? No, I just. Yeah, I did. I think I let in one. I let in one. It was at five on three. Stephen Bayless walked, walked up. We were on a five on three power play. Stephen Bayless like walked through the entire team and then tucked five hole on me. Remember? Do you remember that? This is like, this is not our game. (laughs) Yeah, he tucked it five hole. Oh, God. That was, that was a rough. Yeah, that was a rough. Well, yeah, you were the third goalie. (laughs) We started Rome. So you got yanked, put in Tommy. He wasn't doing much better, so we're like, okay, here we go, Moist. <laughs> Moist, was- I loved it too, Mike. Because oh, the coaches loved it too. Moist goes in like, boys, let's fucking go. We can get this back or something like that. <laughs> let's come back, boys. Like, oh man, yeah. and they're all sitting on the bench looking. I'm like, man, you're this fucked. kid's a fucking idiot, dude. This kid <laughs> is like a fucking wanna- jackass. Yeah, there's like, can we just forfeit? Like, God. Oh, that was. A- <laughs> I forgot you played that. That's right. God. That was a lot of my minutes oh. clean up duty. The the thing about clean up duty though on a Monday morning, like back at Michigan State when my boy Nate Dog was there, uh, as a as the number three for the Sparty, like he said Mondays were just like the boys come in, little hungover, got stuck at Rick's for a little too long. They're like, Nate Dog, get in there, buddy, <laughs> battle him out for us. <laughs> And it's, but that's like, I don't know, man, third, like third goalie in college is such an odd position. Like just in, I don't know. And I don't know if maybe I'm going to sound like an idiot, but it's just such a weird spot to be in because it's very realistic that there's a situation where you end up like having to be the guy for a little bit or like having to be the guy at some point. But at the same time, like if I don't know, and this might just just been how I approached it or just in general. But if you if you wake up every day and you like think to yourself, like, I'm going to be the the you know starter, like I'm going to earn my keep. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Like you're literally going to go insane because yeah. it's just not <laughs> how it works. I mean, like I, like I have to look in the mirror and see Sean Romeo, who was, you know, Richter Award finalist, like. Big Ten, you know, goalie of the year, whatever, honorable mention, like NCAA regional, regional, like player of the regional or whatever. And then Nabe's Big Ten goalie of the year, like, you know, American League deal guy. Like if I wake up and I act like I'm going to steal time from those guys, like I'm going to go absolutely insane. But I, I, I don't know. I just feel I feel like when you're in that spot, it's such a weird, weird position because you need to do everything you can to stay ready and you need to do everything that you can to like make sure like you're getting better every day but at the same time like if you if you act like you're gonna turn around and become the guy one that one day it's like you're just yeah you're just you're, you're gonna... literally just banging your head against a concrete wall well i mean you know like that's why like like for our goalie sessions i know like i don't know how other teams do it or stuff but i have all three on the ice at the exact same time all three do the same thing all three get the same reps and actually, in most cases, the third guy will get more reps because I know it's going to come in practice. You know, like it, I wanted equality for all. And then start of the year, try and get guys in and out of the net as smooth as possible without taking too many reps. Romer was terrible at doing that. But, um, but you know, Romer like, after guy, half, yeah, but after halfway through the year kind of thing, like then it's, I usually let, like right now, we're at the point where if Jakob wants to stay in the whole practice, he can. So, but, but yeah, that, I mean, that's why I would have all three of you on the ice and working and doing the same things because like, yeah, I need all three ready. You know what I mean? That's, that's part of the job. Yeah. And it, it does suck when you get no game time really 
you know, much of that, or when it comes to like game situation drills, such as power play or like in zone work, I mean, and you don't get much action. It's just, yeah, it's, it's a tough spot. I mean, I felt, I mean, I didn't have to deal with it, I guess, as long as you, but I didn't, that was my, yeah, the funny part was mine. I had to deal with that my senior year. That was fine. Freshman year as a backup, then started sophomore year, split as starter junior year, and then I was the third string my senior year. Who did they bring in that year then? Oh, no, but oh, we brought in a new head coach. Oh, so who were you running with your senior year, goalie-wise? Uh, it was, I was with Heater for three years. Okay. Cal Heater, yep. Yep. So okay. me and then um, our, uh, well, our, our other goalie was uh, Jeff Michaels, who's a local kid, AAA. And we brought him in as our, as our third string practice goalie. Great kid, super successful, and he's like running a hedge fund now. But um, nice, <laughs> yeah, Vaughn guy, Vaughn guy, hell yeah, <laughs> big, big Vaughn guy. Um, but he apparently beat me out, I guess, during our camp or whatever. And our yeah, the new head coach we had uh, was not a fan of me at all. Yeah, so, it's probably that Mohawk. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He didn't like me complaining about my money. Yeah, <laughs> I was well, like I had to resign every year. You know what I mean? Like, well, fresh, I was a walk on, and then I earned my money for sophomore, but it was a year by year yeah. thing, so I had to sign. And he didn't get it to me, and it was basically, I think, it was down to like a week or a week and a half that if I didn't sign that or anything, like. I was not going to be allowed to go to school because I didn't pay for school. Yeah. Cause I didn't have the time to do fast for anything. And I kind of raised hell about it and he was not a fan of that. So that's uh, tough. Yeah. But I guess I, I, I have a quick question then for Moiser. Like what was the conversation for you coming in when you got recruited for Ohio state? Like, did they say, Hey, you're going to come in as a three or Hey, they did they bait and switch it with like, Hey, you're going to come in and compete for a spot. No, Exeter was, Exeter was uh it was Joe Exeter that recruited me. It was Joey X. Tech, well, it was Stro it was Strobel and Exeter. Yep. That like tag team me. I don't know what you want to how you want to say tag team. I don't know if you want to or... phrase that. Yeah, sport. Uh but no, they were like Exeter pretty much straight up said, like, hey, like this is what we got. Like, you know, we're looking for a third guy, like be ready, be around and um he's like you you get you're literally you get everything everyone else does come to you dress every game you you know all the road trips everything like that he's like he and that's the craziest thing is technically i wasn't even uh a walk-on like i still got my my book scholarship or whatever so they that one percent baby yeah yeah so so that was that was nice but um yeah, no, he, they, they were like, they were upfront with me, but it was one of those things where it was like, you know, I had a couple other Atlantic schools in the pot where it was like, okay, I do that. Or I go D three and like, yeah, I, I probably have a good time, but it's like, am I really going to have the same experience where if I went to Ohio state for four years, not to mention it's two hours away from my house. So yeah. Hang on. What? Wait. When fucking? I was gonna ask you a question about what your money was like, uh, scholarship wise. Is in-state tuition at Ohio State really only twelve grand for the year? Uh semester, I think. But okay, so that yeah, makes more sense. It, that's a semester. Yep. Okay, because I was about to shit my pants. Yeah. That well, that was the other. I was thing, paying twenty-five was... a year at Michigan State. I mean, out-of-state tuition at Ohio State per semester is nuts. That's thirty-five. So you're calling it seventy yeah. for the year, which is insane. But I thought I don't know why because I figured like the Ohio, like Ohio State and Michigan were kind of on par, so you figured cost value wise I thought it'd be the same. So that almost blew my mind. But <laughs> yeah. Anyways, boys, going back to the conversation of like the third goalie, and that's why I wanted to know what X had said. Is you? I think it's a challenge for coaches, um, because you want to find somebody that is competitive like you, right? Like that wants to compete, that pushes those other two guys, um. And gives them a reason, like, not necessarily to be scared, but, like, hey, like, if Evan's going to work that hard, if our three sweats going to work that hard, we better fucking figure it out. Like, that's – it comes with the character and competitiveness. But I think there's a lot of problems where you have across college hockey, they come in and, like you said, Evan, they still think they have a shot. 
They still think yeah. they're going to play. They're going to try and steal reps from their two guys. And when you do that, you have trouble with relationships with your goalies, sometimes your coaches, sometimes your training staff. When you come in and you're asking for new equipment, you're asking for this. I Well, I need that. It's I'm not playing because of this. And it's like, no, dude, like, like look around, man. You're not, you're not getting minutes. Like, it's <laughs> such a hard guy. spot to be in. Yeah, you're, you're mean, not that guy, pal. Yeah, well, I mean, I think for, I mean, Moise and, well, like Moist ran into like Romeo, obviously, like had Tough. an unreal year. And then Tommy was right there behind Rome's, like kind of beat him out the second year as Tommy was a great college goalie and like one of the best, probably. And then, yeah, and then we were blessed enough to actually have Moist, you know, somebody who is who wanted to get better. He did get better, put himself in a position where he was probably our backup for a bit. Like he was actually our number two um, and like ready to go and play. And our entire staff was fine with that. Like, yeah, like if he plays, like we're not worried. Fuck we yeah, we yeah. We weren't worried. We we're just like, yeah, he'll go in. That's fine. Like, because he had worked his, you know, worked his bag off and you know, he was capable in practice more than capable. Like he was, you know, showing up and doing everything he needed to do. And then I guess at the same time now, like once he left, we got blessed with essentially Riley came in as that kind of the same thing. I believe he was explained the same situation. Like this is who we have, you know, this is the situation just so you know. And obviously you have Snowden and then um, obviously Jakob who is who he is. And, you know, like, it's like, yeah, I think he's going to play. You know what I mean? It's just like the, the draft pick to Montreal is probably going to play a couple games. Like it's just like so you know where you, you know it's not hard. It's not like we're losing or anything. It's like we're winning games. It's and you know and he's doing the same thing. He wants to get better every day. He's trying to get better. He's a great teammate. Like and you know there's position like if we didn't think he could play like even though like we threw him in it wasn't mop up duty. It was sort of mop up duty, but you know like we were winning the game. But, you know, we were comfortable, like, we wanted to get Jakob out of there because it was starting to get rough, and he can play. Yep. We don't expect we don't expect Jakob to stop backdoor one tease on a, on a guy's offhand. So, you know, like, we were good with that. And yeah, right now we're in a good position with goaltending recruiting-wise just because it, it's working, I think, how it should, where you play two to three years, and then the third guy is there kind of, and they understand where they – it's not like you're bringing in we're not grabbing a transfer to possibly play you know who's like spiteful and it's just a bad bad team you know, yes. mojo, chemistry, stuff like that. So, which I mean, I don't think we've had, I don't think we've experienced that, you know, when Moist, Tommy, Romeo, and then we had Snowden come in. Like, I thought Snowden jumped in really well with that. And he doesn't do it now at the Octave. He wants to see, he wants to play, but he wants us to win. Like, he wants that, you know, he wants his partner to have success. So, good. All right. Uh, Moise, you got anything else? Uh, no. I mean, I thought we, we covered a lot of, a lot of good shit. I think we'll, I think we'll have to get him back on for, for some minor league stories one day, but I thought, yeah, uh, I got a lot of those actually much more than the NA. Yeah. (laughs) Well, Um, did you, I mean, come on, you've got my elite prospects up. Like you've, you don't even see the teams that like I went to that I wasn't even put on the roster. Really? (laughs) Oh Yeah. You have a little Moiser experience where you're up and down in three three cities in 24 hours. I did two. I did two. Yeah, what was it? Yeah, Peoria. It was like a half hour. Peoria signed, literally up to Evansville. Really? <laughs> half hour later. Half hour later. Yeah. Hey, we're just it, gonna put you back in your car and you keep on trucking, kiddo. Good well, luck. Well, no, I did. Yeah, well, I did pregame skate, and they're like, "Well, we found it out like a half hour ago, but we figured we let you finish the pregame skate." I was just like, "Oh, so I have to leave now?" They're like, "Yeah, they, you got a game tonight in Evansville." Okay. Oh man, the miners are wild. Well, yeah, Dusty, we'll get you back on for that, and uh, we'll go through a round two. But uh, I appreciate the time, and good luck with the rest of the year. 
Hopefully, you guys run yeah. the uh, run the show in the Big Ten. Hopefully, yeah. that's all. That's hopefully. Let's go, guys. Yes. That Minnesota is a, a big beast right now, eh? Yeah, they're <laughs> – I just watched both their games actually earlier today. Like, again, it's it's scary. I don't know what you do. Like yeah. Steve Miller. I'm, I'm trying – I'm try, I was trying to watch – I was just like, hopefully Michigan State – I was just like, they're not that bad though. And, like, this team's just doing – oh, it's just like, hey, you guys want to score this, this shift? All right, let's go score. Yeah, let's go get Basically what they're Yeah, and then they got closer back there who's – not flashy, but he gets it done. Just brings gets his lunch done. pail. Just yep. brings his lunch pail and stops what he needs to stop. So, yeah, they'll be they're, they're the beast to beat. So it's tough. Well, like I said, good luck. Thank you, and then uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right, buddy. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Great time, thanks, Dusty. We'll see you.